Welcome to Trade Avant Garde Podcast. This is show number 35, and it's great to have you join us. My name's John Warren, and my very good mate Ashley Rouse here again. Welcome, Ashley. G'day, JW. How are you? Yeah, wonderful, mate. Very good. Uh, we've got some good weather over in Sydney at the moment, but I think it's going to start getting a bit damp over the weekend, so we'll we'll see how that goes. What about yourself? We're still basking in summer, even though it's gone, So, uh, but I think next couple of weeks we'll start to see it change, and... Uh... And start to head back down uh, down the scale, mate, which is uh, disappointing. Once we lose daylight savings, it normally disappears real quick. Yeah, it is getting a little bit darker. I know that, that networking sessions on the weekends typically starts a little bit later now. <laughs> um, and of an afternoon, it's starting to get a bit darker. So we know the, the cooler, cooler weather's coming. Hey, Ash, we might get straight into today's show. We've got a couple of guests again today, so this will be good fun. Um, today we have Mark Cossa and Scott Jones. Uh, they're both directors and founders of Amber Electrical. Welcome, boys. Hey, Johnny. Thank you very much for sharing your time this morning. Uh, and I know technology is a big part of your business, and, uh, and we've been straight onto the call today, so well done on getting that sorted out. <laughs> Uh, tongue in cheek, I was going to say that you boys have maybe a hundred years of experience, but we're far too unkind uh, and inappropriate. So I won't, I won't do that. But what you do have is lots of experience, particularly in uh, in Amber Electrical and uh, and the team that you built over the years. So we really want to explore some of that today. Maybe started with you, Mark. Can you sort of tell us how you got to to be where you are today? I started out as a young fellow. Actually, had, my mother was a secretary for an electrician. So on my weekends and school holidays, I used to go to work with him. Eventually, by the time I got sick of school, uh, he offered me an apprenticeship and uh, away we went. That's led to where we are today at Amber with Scotty. So your apprenticeship, uh, what sort of work were you doing during your apprenticeship? We did uh, specialised in new domestic and also he had his, uh, back then he had truck and machine, so we used to do the undergrounds as well. So I spent the pretty much my whole apprenticeship doing uh, new domestic work, roughing in, bidding off the whole bit, stalling underground mains um, with the guys in the truck. Okay, good. And Scotty, what about you? Um, I, yeah, well, I was virtually given the um, given the older maiden in year 11 to, uh, if I wanted to leave school, I had to have a trade. Uh, so yeah, that's when I came into the electrical industry as an apprentice from then. Swapped uh, during apprenticeship. I had about three different employers, and the last one I went to was when I was about third or fourth year, and that was uh, where Mark um, was an apprentice as well. So we did a bit of time at the start working for the same employer. So how long did you work there together, boys, before you decided that uh, it was time to go out on your own and, and start Amber Electrical? We worked um, a couple of years, so probably together, yeah. but then we went out individually, kind of on our own directions. Yeah, I think when I started, Scotty was a third year there. Yeah. Yeah, and then after I sort of, I think after I finished my apprenticeship, about six months, I went out and had a crack on my own. I sort of subbed into a couple of guys and uh, used to help Scotty out when he needed because he was working for himself at the time. And, um, yeah, just always kept in contact. And then, uh, yeah, one day over a couple of beers, Amber Electrical was formed. That was, what, about 20 years ago? Yes. I was going to just ask that. <laughs> you beat me to it. You, to it. <laughs> you beat me to it, boys. Hey, uh, how big is Amber Electrical today? Well, I think we've got uh, a staff, a field staff of 16, and then an office staff, uh, excluding Scotty and myself, two full-time two, and two part-time. So so has that fluctuated over the, 
the 20 odd years that you've been together? I mean, is that that grown and gone backwards? Have you got a happy medium now at that level? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's gone up and down. Um, yeah, yeah, it has. It's gone, you know, with the workflow and that, it's increased and then dropped back down a little bit. At the moment, I think we're pretty well close to a happy medium with, you know, the work we've got at the moment. So, Mark, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, so you mentioned that you went out and started your own business at some stage, a bit of sole yep. trading. What was your motivation at that time for leaving a boss and doing it by yourself? I couldn't stand the operations manager there, for one. So I had to get away from him. <laughs> I always wanted to own my own business. Um, I could see the, the benefits of what my boss had gained from... Um, getting out and having a crack on his own and I saw that and that's and I thought well yeah that's not a bad lifestyle to live that that's, I wouldn't mind doing that so I went out and I thought to sort of test the waters a bit I'd go out and sub for a while so I went subbing to a couple of contractors still in the new domestic market yep found sort of a little bit more responsibility and sort of got on with that okay and then I branched uh, started doing a lot more estimating and tendering for my own jobs and then, yeah, branched out from there. I think five years, I was fully out of my own, doing my own work. Okay, good. And Scott, what about you? What was the motivation for you leaving a, an employer and starting up by yourself? Yeah, probably, uh, yeah, just working for yourself and the control, you know, um, being able to do all your own work. The, you know, straight away you think that it's going to be easy and you're going to, you know, be making a heap of money, but it's um, it's a hard slog in that as well. But um definitely worth it in the long run okay and mark you said always wanted to own your own business on reflection what did you not know about maybe business that you now know as a result of that decision <laughs> how fast you can lose money <laughs> <laughs> well we might come back to that some tips and tricks a bit later on but maybe i'll put you on notice both for for that question because i think that's really important for trades out there listening and I think Scott you mentioned you sort of saw all the rewards or Mark maybe of what your boss was getting so hold on I want a piece of this action and mm. and sometimes what you see and what happens are two different things of course but we'll we'll talk a bit about that more I am intrigued you said that you you both worked for um, yourselves essentially and over a beer you got chatting away and Amber Electra was formed is, <laughs> is the Amber reference literally the fact that it was over a couple of beers um, yeah. No, I, I already had the name Amber Electrical just as a trading name. But then when, after um, we got together, we formed it into an actual company. Okay, so good. I'd had, I'd had Amber for years and that it was just virtually back in the day when, you know, it was all, everything was done through the uh, phone book and that. Uh, you were doing an advantage to have a company starting with A. Yeah. Um, so that's where Amber was chosen from. Well, you're welcome to use my story. It's quite more romantic, I reckon. Over a few beers, Amber was formed. <laughs> no I, I like the story that uh, the boys have looked at uh, A, mate, you know, and a lot of guys I remember back in the day, you know, Aardvark Electrical. Aardvark, like, double A Aardvark. <laughs> <already taken. laughs> yeah. You had to get right to the front. So, uh, yeah. well, those are the days, hey. The yellow pages, JW. Yeah. Yellow pages and the white pages. Not happy, Jan. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So from uh, Business Poison, you just you talked about um, you know, the biggest thing is uh, how much money it costs you to run a business and, and all the bits and pieces. What were the, you know, I suppose if you look back now, what was the, you know, the biggest lessons learned right through the whole process, um, you know, if, even from employing, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that are starting to think about with the, the shift in the market now and, 
and all the work coming you know, that they need to employ. And I watch a lot of sites on social media and everyone's asking how do they get more staff? There's no one out there. You know, what was the what was your ability to be able to attract people to Amber Electrical and, and keep that going all these years? Probably, uh, well, we, you know, like a lot of people, we got it wrong a lot of times on um, where to employ and it cost you, uh, can cost you a lot, not just financially, but um, professionally. Um, but it's definitely um, something that you need to go into and actually look to be the um, employer of choice and try and market yourself in a way that people see you as the person to work for. We put in, ended up putting in a, uh, well, we, our guys actually did it. We had a good core group of guys. We had a team alignment day and we said, you know, what are we going to do to set ourselves apart from everyone else? We came up with uh, a set of company core values. All the guys that worked for us at the time come up with those core values. Uh, so that made them instantly accountable to them. And pretty much anyone we interview now, they have to sort of go through those and be comfortable with those and sort of, you know, try and explain to us why they think they'd be important to a business and to someone working for a business, see that they're, you know, a good fit. So you've obviously had a few that have come along and looked at that and, and not made it through those values. Would that be right? Yeah, yes. You can sort of try and it's sort of getting a bit easier to sort of pick, but then you can sort of... You sort of watch their facial expressions as they're um, reading them. And, uh, and, you know, to a lot of people, it seems like a bit of mumbo-jumbo. But when you get down to it, like if you don't have a set of core values like that you've got to work to, then there's you don't have a basis for a company to grow or, you know, to have a, a platform of respect within the industry. So you sort of have a look at how they read them and people who read them and sort of hunch over the book a bit more and have a focus a bit more into them you think okay well this guy's sort of buying into this a little bit and i catch someone with a little bit of an eye roll and i raise the eyebrows and go all right well you know they don't think much of it so how are they going to be to manage yeah yeah well how, how far into amber electrical did you do that like what at what stage was that so was that really early on or sort of more to no. the middle or? no it was no, too further was... on yeah, that was about, what, five, six years ago, Scotty? Yeah, once we started probably growing and getting more guys there, as you get the bigger crew and that, it's a lot more to manage. <clears throat> and um, just keeping everyone in line and on the same page so everyone's, you know, going, aiming towards the same goal sort of thing. That was the uh, main reason to bring it in. What about from the early days? What about, and, and, and back 20 years ago, this would have been a dirty word, but business plans and things like that. Like, was that something you guys sat down and <laughs> nah. you know, wrote on a bit of paper or the back of a coaster at the, the front bar while you were coming up with Amber Electrical? Or, um, you know, is that, that, that the sort of thing that happened back then or has that happened since? Yeah. That no, time? it happened all... since, mate. Back then we were like, you know, we were tradesmen trying to be businessmen, you know, and it was virtually, you were playing it week by week sort of thing. Work was coming in. You are invoicing it, you weren't really... Worrying about as long as you get the bills paid and that. And yeah, you just, because you were just used to being a tradesman, um, getting the work done and getting paid for it. That was about all that was required. And that's uh, such an important message too, Scott, because part of Innovate Traders is just about that, right? We know the traders are amazingly talented at their trade, but they, they move from tradies into business owners uh, without maybe the insights that are going to help them to be more successful more quickly. And really that's, I suppose, what we're trying to, to do to support in simplifying that business part of business, which may be, in your case, things like values, for example. A lot of tradies wouldn't think about values. What do they stand for? What do they expect? 
Uh, you mm. have uh, 16 or so representatives of Amber Electric right there, and the way they behave in front of customers is a reflection on, on you and your business. So to not have those values leaves you a little bit of potential risk, doesn't it? Oh, yes. for sure. Yeah. And what about uh, people? You've obviously worked with people for many years and, and, and trades, of course, it's essential to have sort of good communication and work effectively, apart from Mark with your supervisor, would have might have been all those years ago. <laughs> but generally speaking, what, what has been the, the biggest challenges for you guys actually as you've grown and bought a team? Managing people is one of those things that uh, I suppose you don't know what you don't know until you're doing it. What, what are maybe your tips uh, for tradies out there about managing people yeah different personalities and that you've got a yeah it's very hard when you've got a lot of different personalities with the guys and that um and also making sure if you've got them in in uh teams and that'll I mean, you know we have teams of two or three just trying to match up the right blokes with each other so um you know it's a good work good workplace for the guys to be working in yeah, good. And what about uh, the types of business you do? So obviously you mentioned you've got uh, in groups of teams. Can you tell us about the markets that Amber Electrical chooses to, to serve? What does that look like and how did that come about? Uh, pretty much uh, based from where we started, our uh, mm. apprenticeships um, in the new construction industry. Our company still very new construction focused. Uh, we work for a couple of project builders in Sydney here and also a couple of high-end uh, builders that do a lot of de- uh, do all design and construct and uh, we've got we are level two accredited in our area so we can we can handle um, the connection and metering for underground mains for our builders so we're and we also do security and um, automation so it's all pretty heavily based around the domestic market that's a fair spread boys which is uh, it's good to have Obviously, different figures, different pies, so that uh, no matter where the market's going, you're uh, confident that um, that work will keep coming your way. So that's yeah. uh, that's a really good lesson learned. So, guys, we love asking this question of our tradies that we get onto the show. If you look back the twenty odd years that Amber's been going, what advice would you give to the younger Mark and Scott, knowing what you know now? Yeah, it's to get that uh, business head on early and uh, start to know your numbers and that in the business working out your gross profit and your net profit each month sort of thing, keeping an eye on it. Because, yeah, going from trading straight into business, you just got to try and make that difference and um, learn the business early. Otherwise, you just go week by week sort of thing and wonder why you're not going anyway. What about you, Mark? Um, yeah, Brett, definitely um, learn your numbers, understand what they mean, find out the actual and make sure, you know, find out the true cost of things, not just on a guess or you know what you've been told by someone else and generally be wary of reps that take you out <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's for another show that one hey, so know your numbers and that that is then that's a numbers game isn't it so i think that's it very is. important and again innovative traders club and simplify that business part of business obviously highlighting the importance of knowing those numbers what about people too i think uh, yes, most certainly patience. What about uh, on your numbers? Do you have a bookkeeper in your business? You employ one, or you have an external bookkeeper? Um, yeah, I got one of the girls that comes in. You know, they come in once a once a week to do all the book work. But Scotty and I, uh, every month, uh, go through the profit and loss, and yep. um, our uh, receivables and payables, and uh, see and so we sort of check where the business is at. How we're tracking for how we track for the month and how how it's looking for the next month and 
make sure we've got money to pay what's owing. Yeah. And Scott, you mentioned a little bit earlier about obviously the personalities are all different when you set up those teams to do those different jobs, obviously getting the right balance there. What about your relationship uh, with other trades for Amber Electricals? Can you sort of describe the importance of how you work with other trades to make sure things go as smoothly as possible on site? Yeah, it's definitely, um, you definitely work in with other trades. You do find it a bit now in the industry and that as well, that, you know, a lot of trades are looking out for themselves and kind of doing what, whatever they can and, you know, not helping along, but we're trying to enforce with all our blokes, you know, help the other trades out. Um, we're all in it to get the jobs done. And, you know, if we can all get the jobs done and make some money out of it, it's, you know, worthwhile. But as soon as you start um, stuffing other trades and that up, it just, um, yeah, makes for a uh, unhappy um, work site, that's for sure. Yeah. Mark, what about you? Yeah, definitely learn to um, be respectful of other people's uh, requirements and needs because, like Scotty said, we're all, we've all got to get the job done. We've all got to try and make a dollar out of it. You know, initially... A- might be fine to go in and get your stuff done and not worry about the consequences of others but sooner or later that's going to bite you on the backside, and um it'll going to bite you for a lot longer than what you've been ignoring other people's needs for yeah. so definitely get to know your trades you're working with and sort of learn to coordinate with them you know with our work you know we we always we get booked in for our external work for the undergrounds and we always liaise with the plumber and see when they're coming in to do their external drainage. If we can be on the same day and it's going to work, we always work together. You now that way you don't, you know, he doesn't rip out anything we put in the ground, and we don't rip out anything he puts in the ground. And you know, on the jobs we work, you know, make sure we know where the brick cleaners at, the roof tilers, the painters. You know, just so we all can all work in and um, come out at the end of the day with um, something accomplished. And what about networking in in general? How how does Amber Electric go about networking and and how does that influence the business that does come in and the importance that networking has on, on your cash flow and uh, and future work? It's a good one for Scotty, I reckon. Yeah, we probably don't network as much as what we used to. So, you know, we'd have a lot of the trade nights with suppliers and stuff like that and networking with, um, with other trade, even just other electricians and that and doing that. We do do a little bit of other networking through... Um, C&I, we've done that for a little bit to see how that goes. That's been okay um, to learn what other businesses and that are doing as well. Yeah. And growth, you mentioned earlier on that obviously you have grown the business over the years, obviously starting out as two with Amber Electrical. Uh, what were some of the challenges you found as the business grew from from small to, to the size it is today? Probably um, financial commitment for vehicles and stocks. Or- Definitely where um, knowing your numbers comes into play, manage your cash flow, because, you know, it's not, uh, you know, you get to a certain point and then you've got to grow. Well, it's another you know, $40,000 straight up for a new vehicle to, to fit that growth, let alone um, the wages for the two or three people you're putting in there. So that's um, always a bit of a, a bit of a trick and nervous thing to sort of jump into. Has that been planned or just necessity said so you had to make that investment decision and get out there and, and just get the work done? Yeah, well, it's always planned, but just the, yeah, again, it also comes through necessity. Plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, a new builder takes on or all of a sudden it picks up and you, you've got to make that. Yeah. And 
as you grew too, uh, we sort of touched on before you didn't really have a plan, but a bit further down the track as you as you did grow, um, core values become important because okay. you needed to get the right people in the business with you. But what about as partners? Um, you've been together as partners for over 20 years now with Amber, Amber Electrical. <laughs> What's what's been the important things for you to stay together as partners? Because many partnerships don't always uh, prosper, but, but yours has. What's been the the secret to that? Uh, patience, communication between each other, for sure. Patience and communication. That's uh, it. The right hand to do. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's simple. Good tip and trick. Patience and what was the other one? Communication. Communication. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good. And obviously, the, in the growing uh, of the business, what about process? We know that we've talked to, to many tradies, and it's not until they work out that they need a process is when they typically go to that next level. Can you sort of describe to our listeners the processes that you put in place to to enable you to grow and, and get to the, uh, another level in business? Probably uh, having clean, clear cut job descriptions and also. Uh written work procedures on how things to be done or how you want them to be done and just make sure everyone quality has a clear indication of yeah quality assurance forms and that everyone has a clear indication of what's expected of them how you think they how you believe that how they will get to that expectation it doesn't take too much does it i mean it, it, it's pretty straightforward like you said you know you've got uh, job descriptions so everyone knows what their job's going to be within the organisation. You've got you know, your clear instructions on how you guys would like to uh, have the job done and make sure that the customer's kept well. You know, I, I wouldn't have thought it's a lot to ask of an employee. And I think if you were, uh, I'm assuming you lay these out at the, uh, the interview stage. Does that, do, do you have any troubles once you've uh, laid that out to, to many guys? Sometimes you, if you know they come from a different business, a different company, they've got their own way of doing it, and they sort of you know do tend to resist changing the way they do it. So the interviewer they, they can sort of say, oh yeah, no worries, that's all good, and then they actually get out on site and they go, oh hang on, I've I've done it this way for ten years and it works. Why do you want me to do it this way now? It's like, well, this is the way we do it, and you sort of sometimes get a bit of re- you know sometimes you're a little bit reluctant. Well, it's sort of a bit of a challenge for them, but I think is you know as long as you instill them, say well you know this is how we want it done. This is you know this you're is employed how we want on you this provision. Train. This is how we want you to train the apprentices and that coming through, so that everyone's you know doing everything the same. Yeah. Mm. And, um, yeah, yeah, so it's just... everyone's on the same uh, path. That's for sure. Yeah. That's so, right. Yeah. And we know it works. What about um, what about the young guys out there that? Uh, I think about starting their own business and you know, sort of had enough of working for someone and, and think life will be so much better um, working for themselves. What's one piece of advice <clears throat> uh, to you first, Scotty, and then to Mark? What's one piece of advice you'd give to a, you know, our apprentices that are listening or the young tradies that are thinking you know, they want to run a business? What, what would you tell them um, today to make sure they're on the right path uh, to success? Definitely tell them to give it a go. Like, you know, once you've got that trade certificate and that behind you, give it a go. If it, you know... If it doesn't work, you can always fall back and work for someone else. But if you don't give it a go, you'll never know. Mark? The grass is greener on the other side, but you better be prepared to water and fertilise it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Won't happen overnight, that's for sure. And it will need a lot of maintaining. But it will be greener if you do it. And typically, that's the the bit people don't see, isn't it? They only see the, the things they choose to see. 
Hey, and that's excellent advice. And, and obviously you have brought a lot of people into your business over the years. Uh, how has that relationship gone when maybe they have left you to start up uh, their own businesses? Has that always been a good, a good oh, it's experience? Bittersweet. It's bittersweet. Um, we still see some of our guys out on site that are working for themselves. It's, uh, it's bitter because they were good and they've left. But um, it's sweet because they've left because they've learnt those skills from working from you with us, for us. And, you know, that experience has made them confident enough in their ability to actually go out and do it on their own. They create and grow in their own business then. Yeah. Through working with us. But that's something you should both obviously be really proud of. The fact is you're... You've, yeah, you bought tradies and, and set them up for to be independent and to, to start and grow their own businesses. I think is is very admirable. Yeah, so yeah, it is a it is a bittersweet. Like you know, you don't want to lose them, but it's good to see it's good to see someone that you've um, developed go out and thrive on their own. Mm, for sure. And, and imagine that's a really rewarding part of that when when you do sort of sit back and reflect on what you've done to help them to to go from where mm. they were to where they are today. Yeah. yeah, sure. What about apprentices? Uh, can you sort of share your experience of how apprentices have been important to Amber Electrical? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that yeah. Oh no, it's good. I mean, they are—they are a vital part of me. We're all apprentices at some stage of our life, and um, they are a vital part of the industry if you ever want to grow and survive and thrive. Really, That's and definitely they are very important. In. Yeah, definitely where your patience <laughs> kicks in. And, you know, if you are patient, they generally, they generally turn out fine. I've, I've found over the years, especially, you know, myself included, when you're short-tempered with them and sort of don't give them that little bit of breathing space, they generally just um, collapse in a heap and they're no good. <laughs> well, the, the world certainly is different today to to when we grew up, and there's no question oh, about that. The, oh, yeah, the, the way that people learn, that the way they're entertained. I mean, mobile phones. There's there's lots of things that sort of distract them from maybe the distractions we had uh, when we were younger. But but it's obviously very important, and I know the government uh, put some incentives in place, particularly for construction tradies. I mean, a lot of the post-COVID economy is really built around. Trade is really bringing it back on back on track. So I suppose for for you and the people within your business and all traders for that matter, it's potentially quite exciting times to, to sort of capitalise on that and bring new talent into the business. Hey mate, we've got uh, times actually got away again very quickly. But one thing I just want to close out on is more around that process piece. In the early days, not so much of a plan, but you, you've learnt that you've had to. Have you got any um, business management system in Amber Electrical to help you to sort of drive productivity and, yeah. uh, and do we use um, We use Simpro for our business management and looking after like job cards and everything for all, for the whole um, job. And we've also just recently um, implemented uh, Trello for some of our scheduling in that. Fantastic. So Simpro, uh, coincidentally, um, Simpro and Innovative Tradies have just formed a, a partnership. So we are a partner of Simpro now. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know that. So can you tell us more about Simpro? Why why, and how did you choose uh, Simpro as the solution for Amber Electrical? Well, we started off uh, when we first left the whole paper-based and uh, paper diary system with another product called Tradeify in the early days, which was really good. But as we grew, um, yeah. I just at the time, it couldn't handle the um, information that we needed. So we switched that Simpro was far more powerful and was a lot more capable of what we needed. And 
we found that once uh, once the initial setup is up and running and sort of learn how to drive it, it's very great for showing you your estimated and actual costs uh, throughout the whole project. It makes back costing your jobs a lot easier because the, the figures are right there in front of you as soon as you open a job and look at the um, home view of the job. You know, all your figures are there, your labour, your materials, your estimated labour and materials, your, you know, on costs and um, you've got your, your gross and net percentages there and figures, so it makes it uh, a lot easier to track jobs, profitability jobs. Follow those numbers. Yeah, and scheduling too. It's got a great scheduler. Which is interesting because you both said that numbers, know your numbers is really the biggest lesson when you move from being a tradie to a, to a business owner. And uh, I think you said you have weekly P&L reviews to, to really understand those. So it sounds like uh, in this case, Simpro is ideal to, to meet that need for you and your business. Oh, yeah, it's very, it's very powerful management tool. We, and really, we don't use it to its full potential. Probably with our company, we don't need to use a lot of features on it, but the features we um, do use, are, and what's left there gives us room to grow and not have to worry about having to change a management change system as well. Again, yeah. Yeah. Would, would either of you have any hesitation in recommending it for other tradies to sort of look at as a, an option for their business? No, I, I think no, I think it'd be be pretty much adapted to most businesses, really. Yeah, I need something uh, like that now. The old paper based, and that's you know. Yeah, whether you're, time you know, whether you're, you're trying to work out jobs off paper and that now, so mm, it's all right in front of you. Whether you're a service based company or a project based company, it pretty much fits all. No, well, thank you for that. That's uh, that's great insight too. Hey guys, we're going to have to finish it there because time has got away. We really do appreciate uh, the time you have been able to share this morning. Uh, I know, Mark, you're very keen to maybe share some stories about some of the, the trips with old reps <laughs> over the years. So I know I'm just trying maybe... to think of his name. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, but time's going to run out just before your memory comes good. So we might just leave that, <laughs> leave that there. But again, thank you very much. We might even, uh, if we get the opportunity to have a chat a bit further down the track, because I know obviously with the experience you have and, and maybe exploring more, I mean, I know you kept it fairly simple around um, uh, partnerships and, and communications, really that important one of patience. Uh, and that does make sense. And the fact that uh, the you and Amber Electrical have sort of grown significantly over the years and brought so many people through the industry is uh, is a real credit to, to you and the, the work that you've done. So thank you very much. That's it. So cheers, Mark. Cheers, right. Scott. Thank you very much, Ash. That's it. Show number 35 is now done. So whether you're in the ute, the van, the site shed, or you may be out there in the car trying to get on a podcast, we thank you for sharing your time here on Trade Down Regard today. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, and speak with you soon.